Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Joe Ryan Eagle on vacation. I'm Jason Minix. Rudy J from R&R in the morning. He showed up at the high school game a little early, so he's hanging out because he always loves talking with John Mashota from I The do. Athletic, I do. who joins us now on the Buyers Barricades guest line. John, we've been talking about this game for, I don't know, all offseason, and this week like it's a playoff game. I appreciate Mike McCarthy at the beginning of the week saying, yeah, this isn't like any other week. He didn't give us the cliche answer. It is bigger. How do the Cowboys make sure, though, they keep the emotions in check and don't put too much on to one game? Yeah, I mean, that could be tough, I guess, early on. Um, but I think it's a good thing because I think what it does is, yeah, you might maybe be too amped up early, but at least the opposite, I think, of is the way they showed up against Arizona. And mm. they're just such a, it's such a veteran, battle-tested team that as long as they don't show up, like they did in Arizona, which to me, they won't say it, but they were overlooking the Cardinals. I don't see them doing that against the 49ers. So um, I, I expect them to play well in this game. I expect it to be like the last two meetings where it comes down, you know, to the last couple of possessions. And whether they win or lose, I don't look at this as like one of those, oh, if they, you know, either way is there's going to be this massive hangover for weeks to come. I think, if anything, it's just kind of a measuring stick of, hey, there's a lot of football to be played, but – this is how we stack up against what is right now probably the best team in the NFL. I, I, I totally agree, uh, John. I, I, I try to play golf, and to me, you win this game is like hitting a 300-yard drive down the middle. Great shot, but guess what? you got to hit it again. So even if they win this week, these next four weeks after this are really tough. What is the what is the key to the red zone curse, John? What is the specific key? Because we've been asking about this for five weeks, but I have no idea. We've we're, I'm almost tired of talking about it. But from what you've seen, what is the key? I mean, if there was an exact thing, yeah. I, think I would make a lot more money on the coaching staff than doing the job I do. Right. So from just my perspective, I, I would I will just say from watching what they did in training camp. Um, mm-hmm. I would say that for me the biggest thing is that you get this wide, these wide receivers more involved in the red zone, I think everything take care, takes care of itself. It just That's the one thing that I look at on this offense. Like They've been great on third down. They've been great on moving the ball. But the one thing that stands out is that they just have not gotten these wide receivers involved enough. And, and maybe that's just one of those things that this is just the evolution process of what they call the Texas Coast offense. But when you when when they start getting Brandon Cooks on the same page and, and, and he has a big game or you know C D Lamb gets more involved in the red zone, um, I think that will fix it. I, I think the tight end stuff will be there. I think Tony Pollard can run runs well, especially with this you know starting five offensive line being back. I think that'll all be fine. But if you tell me that I can't watch the game, but the red zone stuff got fixed, I would say I bet you that these wide receivers got clicking, and and, and most likely Brandon Cooks would be the guy that I would look to in this particular game. 
John Machota from the Athletic here on the Blitz. And, you know, it's interesting to get those wide receivers clicking. Stephen Jones yesterday here on the Blitz essentially said with those five offensive linemen, their five best offensive linemen, their five projected, that should give Dak more time, better protection to get downfield and improve the play in the red zone. Is it, I, I, I mean, and he said that maybe they won't have to be, his words, as conservative on the play calling. The offensive linemen that have filled in have done well, but they're not Tyron Smith. They're not uh, who the who the Cowboys were missing. How much do you think Mike McCarthy was actually holding back on his play sheet just to make sure he called plays that those guys could block? I think that was a big part of it. I think of also the way that three out of those four games went. There was There's no sense in doing anything uh, too wild or anything that might put Dak in harm's way. Uh, on a long developing play when you're up two, three scores in the second half of a game against the Giants or the Jets or the Patriots. I think the the style of three out of those four games has made it so that he hasn't had to show everything that he probably would like to do in those situations. Arizona's been the only game where it got tight like that, and, and, they, and hey, they came up short, and that's against an Arizona team that's not going to be anywhere near as good as the San Francisco team. So, I mean, really, to be honest, that's the most fascinating part about this Niners game, whether they win or lose. It's just the fact of we're going to have a lot more answers to questions now because you're going to see this all go against a really good team. Kind of see where you stack up, and it'll give them a chance to kind of look back and be like, all right, well, this is what we got to work on going forward. We, we, we maybe need to get rid of some of this stuff. This is, might, might not be the best thing for this group. Let's focus more on doing these things here. So um, we'll see, but that's one of the great things about this game because, hey, I, I, I'm not a player. I don't have to take every game you know, seriously in that. I've been looking forward to this game you know, since the schedule came out. This was going to yes. be the real test of where this Cowboys team was at. I, I, I look at this Cowboys team, and, and I see it as there's no reason they shouldn't win double-digit games. There's no reason they shouldn't be back in the playoffs. And that's where the measuring stick is, is how deep they go in the playoffs. Well, one of the teams that you're most likely going to see in the playoffs, you get to see where you match up against at night, at their place, Sunday night football. I mean, that's everything that you could want this early in the season. You know, John, I – I'm going back and forth with this man because I feel like when you I, – I don't think it could be a hangover, John, but I just don't know what can change by January if the Cowboys do lose this game again. And when you're putting this much stock in it and then you go out there and and for whatever reason you lose the game, other than injuries, what what can possibly change by January if they meet up again? That, that would be one of the biggest things also um, – Let's say, uh, let's say it was ugly. Let's say the Niners won by okay. a decent amount. Um, I think you could see maybe them getting a little bit more aggressive in the front office. And just I say uh, that today is such a good day to talk about that, just because of the fact of you know you have the Randy Gregory trade, you have the Chase Claypool trade. Like you can see some teams are making moves. If they were to lay an egg and just look like they're not even in the same class, that could force their hand into not not I shouldn't say force because that makes it look like they're just trying to do something just to do something. But maybe that makes that maybe might open their ears a little bit more to maybe some things that are out there and be a little bit more interested. In, hey, you know what? Maybe we do need to add a piece here, or maybe we need to do something uh, here to bolster this roster. I just don't get a sense that that will happen. So if it's a close game again, I, I get the psyche part that there could be a okay. Now you okay. play them in January again. You've lost the last three. I get how there could be a hangover from that, but I also think that there will always be motivation and and and. If the more the more times that they play the Niners, I just think the more comfortable they'll be. And I just I look at the first two games and the way I think this game will go. Even if they were to lose this one, I just think that they're so evenly or 
not even evenly, but just closely matched in different ways that even if they lose this game they, and they have to play them again in January, I, I still think it's, I feel, I would feel the same way as I do right now. And I, I look at that, John, and I think, all right, I'd, I'd much rather win in January than October. If sure. you, if you had your choice, I think the one in January you would rather have. I asked uh, the audience earlier, it's interesting, some of the answers I, I've gotten. I'm curious what yours will be. Uh, Cowboys win on Sunday night. So with that, Dak Prescott would have had to have played likely a really good game. So not Dak Prescott. Cowboys win on Sunday if who steps up and has a really big game. Yeah, he's definitely the clear favorite, no doubt about it. Uh, so I'm going to go with Micah Parsons. And the only reason I say that is a lot of people think, okay, well, Micah Parsons, you know he's going to play well. True. He can play well and get eight, nine pressures. But if you're going to say play really well on a Micah Parsons stand like type level, then you're talking about multiple sacks, you know, causing turnovers, things like that. He can wreck a game like that and be the reason that, that they win it absolutely. So he would be the next guy I point to because the ones that jump out to me when you're saying that, when Dak not included, C.D. Lamb's another one there. But I've seen a lot of games where C.D. Lamb's played really well, and that doesn't necessarily mean that, okay, well, then the Cowboys are going to win this game, you know. So right. that's one of the factors that when I look at it, I'm like – I'm like, if you tell me that Micah just wrecks this game, there, I just, I believe, and really, I, I think it's been a factor these last two seasons. I think Micah Parsons has been their biggest reason that they've been back-to-back 12-win seasons, going into the mm. playoff, being a contender. He's he flipped it because this is an organization that for so long, and even up to right now, until he gets his contract. You look at the where the money's spent. This is such an offensive first team, and it's been that way for so long. Going back, you know, you know, before Garrett, and, and you know, with all the Romo and all that stuff, like that. and now it's like he flipped the script on it, and he's such a game-changing type player that if you tell me he goes in there and just just wrecks shop and has a great game, yeah, I, I would have a hard time believing the Cowboys wouldn't win. Follow him on Twitter at John Mashota, J-O-N Mashota. Subscribe to the Athletic. John, enjoy the weekend up there. I heard they were serving at the State Fair. Fire, uh, fried fireball. Go get yourself a shot. I, I might just do that. Thank you for the suggestion. I appreciate it. Don't that. do that, John. Fried fireball. <laughs> appreciate it. John, you're in great shape. You have a nice physique. Don't do that to yourself. Have, have a great weekend. <laughs> have a good weekend. <laughs> fried <laughs> fireball. <laughs> Why not? I mean, Dude, not even you are drinking that. What is a fry? How do you fry a fireball? Who the hell knows how they fry half the stuff they have at the State Fair? But have you ever heard anybody say, I got this at the State Fair and it was awful? Never. So you know it's got to be good. True that. It's does the he, blitz. He doesn't travel with the boys? He doesn't he go does. to the Bay? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to the Bay. Well, but I mean, tomorrow, he, he, tonight? Yeah. You're I right. Mean, you got two days to go. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot like Clarence Hill. He's going to UTOU tomorrow, and then he's getting on a plane to go to San Francisco. Damn, what a life. I mean. I mean, people like you going to ACL. Work, work, work. Fly to the bay. Work, work, work.